Live from beyond the Beltway, this is Bruce Dumont with our weekly analysis of national politics. Featuring occasional injections of rumor and innuendo, all offered up by our panel of political insiders, pundits, power brokers, public servants, professors, and most importantly, plain-speaking Americans from coast to coast. Tonight, featuring commentary by independent conservative Bruno Barron, card-carrying Democrat Patrick Hanley, and Republican Stephanie Hitt. Our program tonight coming to you from my own base at AM 560 WYND. That's Salem Radio for Chicago. We're in Elk Grove Village, just a stone's throw from the great city of Chicago. And it's nice to have you with us this evening. 1-800-723-8289. That's the phone number. You can join us at any time. And uh, I want to begin with uh, you, Patrick Kelly. Welcome back. It's been a few weeks since you've been here. Great to be here, Bruce. Um, when, when you look at where the Biden campaign is at the moment, yeah. and, and last week he had the big uh, Bidenomics speech yep. here in there. Chicago, yep. do you believe that for the Democrats to win, they can win if the president focuses just on that issue, or does the party have to rev up the base with abortion and uh, uh, some other issues? I Honestly, I think it's a very good question. I was actually there in the room when the president spoke about Bidenomics in Chicago. I thought it was a very good speak, lay, speech laying out an economic plan that works for us rather than against us. It's a clear contrast with Reaganomics, uh, even though it was coined by the Wall Street Journal, so we'll take it. Mm-hmm. I think Biden, Bidenomics gives us a really helpful way to talk about all the different things that the Biden administration has done to improve lives for workers and families. So it ties together the CHIPS Act and the Inflation Reduction Act and the infrastructure spending. So it gives us a lot to work with as inflation comes down, as prices come down. Uh, But with regards to the other issues, I think the Republican Party, uh, it continues to do favors to the Democratic Party by raising issues like LGBTQ rights, book banning, uh, you know, ending affirmative action, ending public accommodation. uh, And, of course, the Dobbs decision, which is going to be top of mind for all voters in 2024. Okay, Uh, Brian, uh, Bruno, rather, uh, give us your take. You're, You're an independent conservative. Yeah, uh, you're for DeSantis. We should mention that uh, for those listening around the country. But we'll get into why you are for him and right. how concerned you are about some issues. You're not totally in the in the tank with him. But what's your take on on the way in which uh, uh, Patrick has responded to uh, the strength of the Democratic message economically? Uh, I don't see it as that strong a message. I just recently saw a poll that uh, people are very skeptical on the economy. Um, obviously, Democrats are happy with Bidenomics. Independents, not so much, and Republicans, certainly not at all. Independents, uh, Biden is still underwater uh, economically. Um, inflation is hurting people. Uh, the, the Inflation Reduction Act had nothing to do with inflation. It was all a big, giant sop to the uh, climate fright uh, uh, lobby. Um, so I'm not, I'm not fine. Look, the one thing that you can say about the Biden administration is that they've got the right guy who's being told what to do by some very very smart Obama holdovers um, he's not you know if you look at the if you look at some of the gaffes he's made and some of the actions he's had in public it's clear that he's on it sometimes he keeps it together for speeches uh, he doesn't keep it together for uh, a lot of different public appearances he makes and the the cabal that's running the Democratic administration right now is at least uh, some grown-ups are in charge, and they're not screwing things up too badly. But they're they're the ones driving a culture war, which oh. is leading us to a leading the right to a perfectly understandable, perfectly reasonable reaction Stephanie, against it. Stephanie Hitt, uh, you're also a conservative and Republican. Mm-hmm. My question to you is. Um, 
Are you concerned that uh, the Democrats may be talking about the economy, or the president is talking about the economy, and the Republican primary isn't talking about anything? They're talking about uh, all kinds of issues, not necessarily the economy. I, I don't even know what the Republican message is about the economy, other than uh, if they elect Donald Trump, there'll be you know more you know tax cuts. Right. You know, I think. I think the issue that's really going to drive a lot of Repu you know Republicans and independents will be what what they're feeling in, you know in their pocketbooks and the fact is that they are, people are significantly uh, worse off now than they were you know when Biden took office and the inflation rate and we're we're about to see at least one if not two in the next few months interest rate raises which is going to thwart any economic growth in this country people are not going to buy cars people are not going to buy houses people aren't you know spending their money on big items that that is the mover in the economy i think the biden's team wants us to think about the economy they want to try to convince people that the economy isn't as bad as they're feeling they're hoping okay. that's a winning message. I but go, Stephanie, they, I got to say, everything uh, that you're saying is inconsistent with the facts. The Biden administration has created 12 million jobs since uh, they took office. So demonstrably, demonstrably the, Biden, the, the American public are better off than when he took office. Why don't they feel that? I mean, yes. exactly. all the polls suggest yeah. that, you know, all the things that you've said about Biden may be true. Yeah. But the American people still, they, they don't feel that he can handle it well. Totally. And I, I, we cannot uh, overstate the importance of COVID-19 in the lives of Americans. This was a once in 100 years dramatic shaking of the American middle class. People lost jobs. People stayed home from work. People died. One million Americans died. And inflation ran hot for about a year. Inflation is coming down. Inflation has halved since the peak. And it's now running at about 4%. And it's falling. Uh, unemployment is at a 50-year low. There's going to be a lag in public polling, but I think for the Biden administration, the Biden campaign, excuse me, to take economics as their issue is a smart move because things are getting better. Bruno. Um, you know, I, what's so sad about these debates uh, is that, you know, it's like uh, my side good, your side bad, uh, uh, and, and all of this other th uh, stuff about, you know, Trump created millions of jobs, and Trump had a very good economy, and then COVID hit. And, you know, presidents don't create jobs um, the the economy creates jobs, and if you hobble the economy, it has problems creating jobs. If you goose the economy with massive COVID, the, the last tranche of 1.9 billion or trillion COVID relief, that was completely unnecessary. That's where the inflation came from. Uh, you've got all these people that are paying $4, four dollars for four fifty, four nineteen. Gas is coming down a little bit, then it goes back up. This idea that. Uh, oh, Trump didn't really do that, and his economy was not as good, and it was bad. But Biden did all this. This is all nonsense. Trump inherited a relatively good economy that was that was plugging along from Obama. He cut a lot of regulation, cut some taxes, and the economy took off. It, it was doing very well. COVID uh, dramatically damaged Stopped the it. economy. And now we have this thing with, oh, uh, this guy did all this stuff. That's that's nonsense. It didn't happen. Bruno, that way. I feel like Stephanie, and, and, and the problem that was made worse was the economy was was set up to sort of go back as COVID was ebbing, and instead this administration continued with this unnecessary stimulus, this Green Deal Act under this inflation reduction. Then what they did was they took advantage of this and said we need more when we need more when we didn't need more, and it has created this um, warped view where most people are just, you know, 
basically nobody's getting the money that came out of these bills. That's just by not the way. true. It's going to well, somebody is. green deals. It's going to different, you know, That's favorite groups okay. and so on. Patrick, nobody's benefiting from any Patrick injection says, in the economy. Patrick disagrees. No, I, I just couldn't disagree more with you, Stephanie. I mean, the reality is that a lot of the money that you're worried about goosing the economy has still is, is still with the agencies. It's not been spent. So clearly it's not coming from that. And actually the money that was going into the economy during COVID prevented us from going into a deeper recession. Okay, we got to wrap for a minute. 1-800-723-8289, that's the phone number. And also, I want to talk about other issues. Uh, can, can, can the public accept and can the public really, do they really want a discussion of real issues or is it going to be all horse race in the Republican primary and whether or not the president is too old for the rest of this campaign? I'm Bruce Dumont, back shortly. At Jersey Mike's, you can elevate any sub by getting the juice. Red wine vinegar and an olive oil blend. It's how a Jersey Mike sub gets its exquisite zing and how bites get boosted. The juice adds a certain something extra, an exclamation on top of the freshly sliced meats and toppings, the kind of exclamation you can eat. Order Jersey Mike subs on our mobile app and get delivery right to your home or pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike sub location. Jersey Mike's, be a sub above. Going back to school as a working adult doesn't mean you have to sacrifice a high-quality education. Purdue University, a top 10 public university, took its innovative thinking to a new level when it created Purdue University Global for working adults. Discover innovative, practical ways to earn your degree online and advance your career. Purdue Global has already awarded more than 1 million credits for prior learning, which means you can save nearly half the cost of your bachelor's. See how close you are to finishing your degree at purdueglobal.edu. That's purdueglobal.edu. I'll be here to hear what's on your mind. Kids want to share what's going on in their lives with the adults around them. Parents, grandparents, teachers, coaches, and more. They want to know you're listening. And they want to listen to you. They want your input and guidance early and often on all kinds of topics. When it comes to a serious subject like underage drinking, they want to know your expectations, as well as how and why as a young person they should avoid alcohol. How you talk about it will change as your child grows, but the important thing is to talk about it. Not just once for an hour when you think the time is right, but in 60 one-minute conversations and more that are part of your everyday talks. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. One in three adults has prediabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy, or you, your best man, your worst man. You, your dog walker, your cat jogger. While one in three adults has prediabetes, with early diagnosis, prediabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. That's doihaveprediabetes.org. Wait, did they just say one in three adults has prediabetes? That's 33.33333% of adults. That means it could be me, my boss, or my boss's boss, or me, my favorite sister, or my other sister. That's seven members of my 21-person romantic book club. <gasps> Wait, the one in three could be me, my karaoke partner Carol, or ugh, my karaoke anime Jeff. I'm going to take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its Pre-Diabetes Awareness Partners. 
Bruce Dumont back. We continue with our second segment of Beyond the Beltway. Nice to have you with us. Wherever you're listening from coast to coast and border to border around the world, you're watching us on uh, YouTube or you're watching us on Facebook Live or listening to us on America's Great Talk radio stations or at beyondthebeltway.com. And by the way, speaking of our website, beyondthebeltway.com, uh, if you go there and you're a longtime fan of this program or want to find out what people were thinking 10 or 15 years ago. Uh, we have basically all the programs, uh, sometimes the video version, sometimes the radio version of, uh, of these discussions we've had since we've been on the air, that we're now in our 44th year on the air. Uh, many of them are preserved uh, on that website. So if you want to find out what happened, you know, on the on the birthday of your son or daughter, I mean, that's something you can uh, do by going to beyondthebeltway.com. We've got callers on the line already. Let's go to McHenry, Illinois. That's in Chicago. Uh, it's a county in Chicago. And let's go to John, who I believe is a regular listener to this program. John, go ahead. Bidenomics. John. Hello. Hello. I want to talk about Bidenomics. Yes, sir. And I want to say uh, to Mr. Han Patrick Hanley, the um, you know, if, if things are going so well with jobs and jobs creation, yeah. why is President Biden's Deput uh, Secretary of Labor nominee, uh, Julie Sue? why mm -hmm. is her confirmation still languishing in the Senate? Mm -hmm. And today Schumer has not even scheduled a vote, and the August recess is going to hit the end of the month, and that's, that confirmation vote is not in sight. She's, she was nominated four months ago, and the committee passed it along to the full Senate two months ago. And maybe as we shift also to the other guests, um, when we talk about the age of President Biden and is he too old, some are starting to ask, is former President Trump too old? He's 77. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's some of the appeal with uh, Gov Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. And just want to get the, the feelings of the other guests concerning the age question. It does seem that there was a published report, and I think it was the Washington Examiner last week, where California Governor Gavin Newsom appears to be a candidate in waiting for the presidency in 2024, and also something that's happened since late June. To talk about Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker as potential presidential candidate right. on silence. So your guests, all the guests, like to hear, listen to your feedback. And then let's start with Mr. Hanley and the Julie Sue Labor nomination. And five Democrats will not commit okay. to confirm her. Patrick, John, I got to say, I'm not. I don't have the inside track on this, so you may know more than me. Uh, I honestly don't know. I'm sorry, <laughs> but it's great to hear from you. Okay, I, I guess it's just well. What does it look like for a president who's boasting the Bidenomics, and he's about to have his first cabinet secretary to lose confirmation? And we're talking about jobs and creating lots of jobs. Yeah, yeah. Isn't there an inconsistency that the president needs to respond to? No, no, I really don't think so. I think a lot of what happens in Washington are on blocking appointments, something that the Republicans do quite a lot of, uh, and that now apparently Democrats are doing as well, is inside Washington baseball. This is special interests fighting one another to uh, protect choice agencies and advance their interests. I really, I don't think it has a connection to the wider economic success story that is Bidenomics. Let me, by the way, let, let, let me start the uh, discussion of uh, age in this campaign by saying that I think the, the number one appeal of uh, Ron DeSantis is his age. I mean, we're, we're finding out now whether or not he's got the, uh, you know, the whatever to go all the way. And I, I have some, I'm beginning to have some reservations uh, based on a couple of uh, interviews that I've seen with him. 
Uh, I don't dismiss him. I'm not a big fan of his at the moment or cheerleader for him. But again, I think the fact that he's in his mid-40s is his uh, top asset. Uh, Stephanie? Uh, oh, well, I, w I would agree. I think, well, it's interesting, and we might get into this a little bit later about talking about the, the pluses and minuses of DeSantis versus Trump and so we on. We can do that. But um, one of the things that um, I feel like DeSantis in particular has a very simple message, even for the primary. And uh, so all this fighting about wokeism and social issues and culture wars and all that, I feel like his best argument is the fact that, and I know Trump tried to thwart it, but the fact that he can be in for eight years. Uh, and that would be an argument for someone like Newsom as well. Mm. And that is that the, whoever takes over really needs to do the job and see it through. Eight years probably is necessary to do something like that. Mm -hmm. And that what, you know, at most you're going to get from either Trump or Biden is for. Well, I was going to say, Stephanie, and, that, that's how I feel about the president. And but but <laughs> I mean, but the 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 point is that I think the Biden's going to have to do a major reset in the next four. Um, I don't think this country wants a continuation of what we've been having. But on the other hand, both uh, Anusim, but also DeSantis, his best argument is I've got four years to do these things and get this done. There's a strong feeling in the Republic Party and among independents of cleaning the swamp fixing some of these institutions that have clearly broken down, have been shown to be compromised in many ways, and that, you know, uh, I know Trump thinks he can turn it around in six months, but he didn't do it in six months. No. He barely got a lot of things done in four years. Yeah, that's true. That's his so, best argument. Bruno. Well, first, first thing is that the worst thing you could possibly have happen in the United States of America is rerunning Trump versus Biden. It's, it's a horrible, horrible choice for a country like this at this juncture in time when there's so many, so many different things happening on many fronts that are very dangerous. Um, I don't think Trump is up to the task. I never really did. I was, I was pleasantly surprised that he, was less, he, he, he turned out to be a better president than I expected, which a lot of that might have been luck. Um, I don't think Biden is a good president at all. I think he's, I think he's horrible. Um, like I said, he's, he's not destroying the economy. Uh, which is fine, um, but he's the stuff that he's doing uh, culturally and socially is some of the most toxic, horrific stuff that anybody could be doing. And what this country would be best served by, it would be to have a DeSantis versus Ga Gavin Newsom race. Mm -hmm. now, I don't like Gas Gavin Newsom. I'm certainly not going to vote for him, but he's presentable. Uh, he has a record. I don't think his record in California is going to look very good next year, but and it's already, I mean, how you blow a $100 billion surplus is beyond me. But the, the fact of the matter is you have the most progressive state in the country with all of their homeless needles and, and poo all over the place and all this other stuff going on. You have one of the most successful, and, and then you have one of the most successful uh, economic stories coming out of Florida, a very populous state. You have the bluest state, one of the bluest blue estates versus of the red estate and this is the choice america needs to make and no, they need no, to make it no. with their they need to make it with their governors bruno, I, go. bruno I, I could not disagree more the choice that america needs to make isn't between extremes it's choosing the right candidate for the office we need to bring america back together with leaders like joe biden, biden that do isn't govern bringing, uh, the government with a moderate and, agenda and, and, and i, I do hey hey, hey one at a time one at a time before we all talk all over each other 
I would love to hear what are the mm. horrific acts of social policy that you're talking about with Joe Biden. Joe Biden hasn't uh, done anything horrific. The, the, uh, Joe in his Biden life. has done. Joe Biden Bruno. has done extreme things. Uh, and the, the, name the, one. The, the 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 entire craziness. First of all, he is not doing anything to stop uh, the the absolutely rabid social uh, agenda that's going on. Which is nothing left. that he did. Uh, you know, you can't just sit there and say it's nothing that he did. He's placed. He's 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 had. A cra- he's had a, a male who says he's a woman, and he has uh, he has put that person on the front page of the of, of the world by put, by having a meeting with him. And th- what they're doing with the trans stuff is nonsense. What they're doing with canceling people. So Dylan Mulvaney is not a woman. <laughs> Dylan, Dylan Dylan Mulvaney, Mulvaney no, is Dylan what makes Mulvaney, you think President Biden did something horrific. Yes, that's yes, what drives you. Yes, nuts? and here's that's why. what gets all, under your all of all of the all of the over trans, a twice uh, indicted, twice impeached. I, I'm not. I mean, you're not going to get any intent. You don't don't try and goad me into defending Trump. I'm just saying you're, you're no, not saying Biden uh, what, did anything. What I'm what of course he did something. You saying Biden he met is, with a trans person? No, Biden is signaling. <laughs> oh, Biden dear. is signaling an extreme social liberalism. I mean, literally signaling. firing. Firing Singling. people who say that a man who says Smoke he's a man is not a is is, is is a woman is not a man that all these people we have something going on in this country and you can't joke about it and you can't laugh about it. Actual science actual scientists who know things about uh, biology are being fired from their positions in academia and other people who are coming in and saying nonsense about how. Uh, uh, the the entire trans thing is 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 scientific, but the people who know biology are not scientific. That's a lie. Uh, our public schools are rapidly promoting this stuff. Bruno, I'm They're sorry doing... to hear that this has gotten to you. No, because it, this it, really it, is a it, distraction. No, it is not a distraction. It is not a distraction. Right wing propaganda. No, it is not. It's not just recognizes the things that we see on social media. It's the fact that. These 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 social trends, these these ideologies are being forced into our institutions, including our military, very much in our and all ever almost every single agency has this built in now to their regulations, into the way that they're executing their businesses, that they you know, they've gone beyond doing the job they're supposed to do to creating these cultures and this is the that's same part thing of it conservatives and said about we haven't even people, talked about the right? erosion of What's other it? institutions like the fbi the doj I'm and sorry, things like by that by trans people no, no no i mean by no, biden no, the, no. The, the, the the horrible things that biden done that's one what well, no no say, no you haven't gotten to one yet no, yes, I'm sorry. Well, yeah, I just, you, you I just to, listed what he's to, done to the military. Hold, hold, I'm sorry, you got to met with a trans person. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Okay. Ta- I mean, hold, it's I, not just the trans. It. It's hold. a lot. I'd like to make one point. Let's stop. One second. I want you to make your point, but we're going to do it after the break because I don't want to stop <laughs> you in mid-break. And Stephanie, stand by. I will. Uh, we'll, we'll call on you next time okay. as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one thing, by the way, uh, for those of you who have not noticed, and maybe you didn't if you're listening to us on radio, we're all in the same studio. There's no Zoom guest this evening. So if the conversation seems to be a little bit a little <laughs> bit hotter, it's because we could all reach out and punch each other if we wanted to, but I don't want to do that. But again, we do have some heated conversation going on, and uh, we'll turn up the burners on that when we come back. I'm Bruce Dumont from coast to coast and border to border and around the world at beyondthebeltway.com. I'm Bruce Dumont. From AM 560, WYND Radio in Chicago.
Goodbye, bench press. Adios, squat rack. Fare thee well, kettlebell. Hey, Kellen, need a spot? No, Jake from State Farm. I'm just saying goodbye to my pricey gym membership. What? Don't give up what you love. State Farm has options like insuring your home and ride with great rates on both. Nice. Hey, can I buy you a protein shake or a granola bar? Or... For surprisingly great rates, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today. Going back to school as a working adult doesn't mean you have to sacrifice a high-quality education. Purdue University, a top 10 public university, took its innovative thinking to a new level when it created Purdue University Global for working adults. Discover innovative, practical ways to earn your degree online and advance your career. Purdue Global has already awarded more than 1 million credits for prior learning, which means you can save nearly half the cost of your bachelor's. See how close you are to finishing your degree at purdueglobal.edu. That's purdueglobal.edu. Matthew. Oh, oh, sorry. It's okay. I just need you to listen to me. I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me. I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you, and I know it's because you care. All the talks we've had over the years, including what you've told me about not using alcohol and other drugs, they stick with me. And believe it or not, they really do make a difference, especially at times that matter most. Hey, want a drink? No thanks, I'm good. So thank you, Dad, for talking and preparing me for what's ahead. Thanks, Mom, for never giving up and always being my biggest fan. Thank you for letting me know what you expect, so I can try to meet your expectations. Thank you for talking. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. It's a bully, but we aren't afraid of a fight. It's elusive, but our focus never fades. It's deadly, but we were born to defeat cancer. You may not have heard of us, but our work has helped millions impacted by cancer. We are the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. We are leaders in advancing breakthroughs in immunotherapy, genomics, and personalized medicine. This research saves lives. After 65 years of fighting blood cancers, we've arrived at a game-changing belief. The cures for cancer are in our blood. The drugs and treatments we've developed for blood cancers have helped people affected by many different types of cancers. We are the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Beating cancer is in our blood. Learn more at LLS.org. We have a barn burner tonight on Beyond the Belt. We've got three guests in studio. And again, we're going to begin with Bruno. Tell everybody a little bit about yourself. This is the self-biographical section of our program. Uh, my name is Bruno Berend. I'm a, I call myself an independent conservative. I used to be uh, affiliated with the Heartland Institute, where I did education reform issues uh, for the most part. Um, I've done some political consulting. I was the policy uh, uh, um, analyst for uh, the Adam Andrzejewski campaign when he ran for governor in 2010. Um, and uh, I've done. I have a couple of. Uh, I, I worked on a couple of congressional campaigns, primarily policy, not so much the horse race or the consulting mm -hmm. side of things. Um, and uh, you know, for, from this perspective, when I say independent conservative, um, look, I can have a. 
I'm, I'm actually pro, uh, I'll give you a real simple example. I'm actually pro universal basic income, assuming it's the right kind of universal mm-hmm. basic income. Okay. So I can, on, I can have on. a good conversation, but when it comes to some of this other stuff, uh, conservatives need to be really on task right now, and that's one of the reasons why it's such a great time to come on this show and talk to people about this. Okay. okay. Something biographical. I'm Stephanie Hitt, and uh, formerly of uh, Evanston, Illinois, but I now live in Virginia. Before that, I was a campaign manager for the U.S. Senate campaign here in Illinois. Uh-huh. Um, I've always been um, policy-wise very involved in educational issues, and I will say um in keeping with the show, A, I'm wearing purple, and B, um, I do live beyond the Beltway, but I can see the Beltway from my house. That's fine. And Patrick Hanley. Yeah, my, my name is Patrick Hanley. I lead the Township Democratic Party in New Trier Township, which is just north of Chicago, north of Evanston. Uh, and Bruno, Stephanie, it's always great to be on the show with you guys. Uh, I'll note for those that are listening, we're all wearing a shade of purple. So it's despite the, the fireworks, this it's is a, a very, memo. It's a, it's a friendly crowd, so it's good to be on time. Very good. Bruno, you wanted to make a point before the break, and I did not let you start because I know why I would have interrupted you. Uh, no, I, so this last segment that we uh, had this out, I, I think uh, is, uh, I'll, I'll let me try and bring this back to like 30,000 foot view from the caller before who asked about, you know, like the Trump and Biden and the, uh, the Trump uh, DeSantis thing. Uh, first of all, I would make the case that at this juncture, I would I would support any Republican over Joe Biden, although I honestly hope I don't have to say that about Donald Trump. I really don't want him to not win the nomination. And I do believe that the DeSantis versus Newsom would be the best stark choice for the country right now. Mm-hmm. But, I, you know, based on this little dust up, uh, I don't buy this Democratic narrative point talking point that oh there this is something that the republicans are ginning up for for votes and all this other stuff um the fact of the matter is we have a genuine honest aggressive culture war in this country and in in my view the conservatives have to win it when i say win it i don't mean like you know burn books or ban books or or you know uh, get rid of gay marriage or any of that kind of stuff Mm-hmm. Uh, what I'm saying is that the culture war with and and it's not just it's it's not just the trans issues and and all that stuff uh, that's being used quite quite aggressively as a way to reshape uh, academia and on the a, culture on a on a personal level. How do you feel about a transgender? If a transgender either was in your family or next door, how would you feel just about that person? Not the issue, the personal relationship with that person i would have absolutely no problem with i and i don't have any problem with anybody in today's pluralistic society living their life the way they want to what and and this and this goes to a deep cultural point and patrick can't run away from it 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 doesn't matter whether it it's a black lives matter issue it doesn't matter whether it's a trans issue it doesn't matter whether it's you if you if you're one of the people who know that the virus came out of Wuhan, mm-hmm. you're, we're be, people who disagree with the dominant narrative are being told to shut up, and they are losing their jobs, they are being stripped from platforms, they are being taken out in any possible way that they can from challenging the dominant narrative, and the dominant narrative is that a man who says he's a woman is a man, and that is a false narrative, and, 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 and a culture war, and this is, well, let me get this, this last point about DeSantis, I think what DeSantis is doing, and I don't know that he's doing it the right way, and I don't, you know, he should be having me on his campaign and not some of these other people, but the fact of the matter is I think DeSantis is tacking to where he thinks the country's going to be in 1124, 
and he, and and not yeah, so much yeah. on the Bidenomics and all that stuff right now. And it's a war we have to win. Okay, I want to ask one follow up to them, and ask the follow up to you, Stephanie, okay. because talking about DeSantis, right. DeSantis clearly picked a fight with Donald Trump this past week yep. when he came out with a digital ad which suggested that Donald Trump was somehow soft on LBGTBQ issues. And uh, he played, he had a video that, that made uh, uh, Trump look sympathetic to that issue. Was that wise for him to do that? And how did you feel when you saw it? Well, you know, um, because I'm not a mouthpiece for the Republican Party, no. I will say this, that when I first saw the ad, I thought someone did it as a joke making fun you know like as a making fun yeah. of desantis i couldn't believe that the desantis campaign actually produced it themselves well they didn't and, they, they or, or, it was that, produced by someone else and right. they put it on there right but yeah. i can't believe that they think it's a positive i actually thought it, it it was done as a joke and um and i think where the the miss is on this is and and bruno was hinting at this is it's not just the trans issue or you know some of these other cultural things but there's something deeper at work and i talked about this a little earlier and that is that our institutions our our government the things we're supposed to trust um are becoming permeated with a culture that demands obediency compliance with whatever it is that's out there but does and that, it is, does that, it is but does that, alarming does, does that commercial not send a signal to you that Ron DeSantis is very uncomfortable with gay rights issues, very uncomfortable with gay because rights he doesn't, people, yeah, yeah. people, and he somehow, he is going to take the one thing that may have an element of a liberal aspect to Donald Trump, and he's picking on Donald Trump for saying at the 2016 convention in Cleveland that we want all right. people involved in the Republican Party, including right. those who are gays. You know what I took it as? I took it as whoever is running this campaign and doing his messaging, because I don't believe that Ron DeSantis hates gay people. I don't believe that he has it out for trans people. I, I just don't. And but I'm okay. but what I took it as is that somebody doesn't know how to message no. and understand okay. that you can go against these crippling ideologies that are castrating and mutilating children and permeating mm. our school system. That that controlling and power of messaging is is part of the problem. Okay, let's go. Stephanie, I had to say, if you don't think that Ron DeSantis has a problem with LGBTQ people, then you are not paying attention. Because what he has done in Florida has made it the most inhospitable state to trans people, That's to gay people in the country. Absolutely, it is. What between he is don't doing say gay is bill, he is tackling prohibitions on trans It never said don't hey, hey, say gay. I, I, it was about you, you what had, you can let, teach let, children let, let in finish. a classroom. Stephanie, you had, you had plenty of time, and I want to respond to both of you. And i got to say, what I'm hearing from you, Bruno, is I'm hearing a fear of a culture that shuts other people down. And, and I'm, I'm hearing a similar thing from you, Stephanie, about institutions that are that are rotting at their core. And I got to say, from my perspective, like from where I'm sitting, that that to me strikes me as the Republican Party platform. It strikes me as a platform that is shutting down people that are the most vulnerable in our society, that are turning them into clowns and targets, that are running ads based on stereotypes of these people who are just trying to live their lives. And that is what I think the left and the liberals and the Democratic Party and many independents are pushing up against a Republican Party that has become so extreme 
that New Trier Township, the land of Donald Rumsfeld, who went to my church, is now voting for Democrats. But I got a follow-up question, then we're going to go to Bruno. My follow-up question to you would be, uh, when, when uh, Ron DeSantis talks about gay and, and lesbian issues yeah. being taught in the schools, which the media and the opposition have referred to the term as don't say gay bill. Yep. It doesn't say that at all in the legislation. But it does it, but in just, effect. Just, just, let, me, let me just sure. figure it Okay. It's a pejorative term yeah. that the opposition used, and virtually everyone in the media has picked up, and they've used the pejorative term yeah. of opponents to talk about what the bill was all about. So the Bruce, bill, the bill, yeah. the bill does not believe that gay and lesbian issues or other sexual issues should be talked about in grammar school in the first four or five years of, of school. Now, do, do you really believe that that is not a majoritarian position in the country? I actually, I, I totally disagree. I would respond in two ways. First, sure. this is what Democrats get taken down for bad messaging all the time. So that's actually a good example of good messaging because Democrats describe the impact of the bill and the media has picked up on it. Now what the bill does is it potentially, it punishes teachers for being reported on for talking about gay relationships, which is something, by the way, uh, among children is gonna happen because parents are gonna be in gay relationships. And if children ask a question of their teacher, and if teachers respond to that question, they can get fired. And that's what the bill does. So I don't know, I don't know your interpretation no, of the it, bill, I, but that to me strikes it, me as a don't say no, gay bill. It, no, that uh, that is a massive that's a massive overinterpretation of a, a potential scenario that might happen yep, if exactly. one if one possible thing happens in a certain way. It's nonsense. The fact of the matter is that in from grades kindergarten through fourth grade they don't want teachers driving a highly sexualized agenda. And no one's going after anybody for putting a picture of their gay husband uh, or their gay lesbian or anything like that. No one's hating on transgender people. The fact of the matter is that you just ought not be putting this stuff into the curriculum, particularly with America's test scores crashing because kids can no longer read or do math because our schools are so horrible. Not because of but gay they're parents, great, Yeah, but yes, it is because they're... <laughs> Bruno. That's exactly why it is. 1-800-723-8029. I'm the referee tonight. Thanks for joining us tonight from coast to coast and border to border. Now in our 44th year, this is Beyond the Beltway, and I am Bruce Dumont. Going back to school as a working adult doesn't mean you have to sacrifice a high-quality education. Purdue University, a top 10 public university, took its innovative thinking to a new level when it created Purdue University Global for working adults. Discover innovative, practical ways to earn your degree online and advance your career. Purdue Global has already awarded more than 1 million credits for prior learning, which means you can save nearly half the cost of your bachelor's. See how close you are to finishing your degree at purdueglobal.edu. That's purdueglobal.edu. At Jersey Mike's, you can elevate any sub by getting the juice. Red wine, vinegar, and an olive oil blend. It's how a Jersey Mike's sub gets its exquisite zing and how bites get boosted. The juice adds a certain something extra, an exclamation on top of the freshly sliced meats and toppings, the kind of exclamation you can eat. Order Jersey Mike's subs on our mobile app and get delivery right to your home or pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike's sub location. 
Jersey Mike's, be a sub above. If you talk and they will hear you. We all want our kids to grow up safe and healthy. So we show them how. And we tell them with honest conversations that let them know what we expect. Not just one time, but every chance we get. That's especially important when it comes to alcohol and other drugs. Kids not only need to know the dangers and how to avoid them, they need to hear it often from you. And when it comes to pain medications, opioids, they need to know that they should never be taken without a prescription and never shared with friends or family. It's dangerous and illegal. So talk with your kids and guide them through the challenges of growing up safe and healthy. Because when you talk, they hear you. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. This is the story of a very special woman. In a matter of seconds, she turned herself into a great mathematician or an entrepreneur. Her knowledge was limitless and still is. She could also make monsters disappear, especially those that lurked in the shadows under the bed. Once, this woman put back together a teenage girl's broken heart, which had been shattered in a thousand pieces just by giving her a bear hug. She masqueraded as a regular person at work, but as a superhero at home. Everyone knows her as Gabriella. I still call her mom. Your hero needs you now, and AARP is here to help. Find the care guides you need to help, complete with tips and resources, at aarp.org caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Bruce Dumont back on Beyond the Beltway. Let's head to Tampa, Florida, where Edward is listening to us tonight. Go ahead, Edward. Are yeah, you there? Thank you, Bruce. Well, yes. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Thank you very much. Well, I think one thing that also influences the way people vote are an example like me, who was a lifetime resident of Chicago, Illinois, and now I am in Tampa, Florida since the middle of May. Mm-hmm. Due to uh, what other people I talk to since I've been here, mostly from Chicago and New York, which is uh, high taxes and high crime. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Is so it, so that, is oh, it better oh, oh. there? So, uh, well, you've been there since May, and have you been mugged yet? No, I have not. Okay, so so uh, so far it's pretty good. Were you mugged in Chicago? No, my not the neighborhood I used to work live is in a city worker neighborhood, which has a lot of police and fire. Yeah, mm-hmm. but even that was affected by crime. And when you get out of these neighborhoods, like you go to downtown or the north side, any other neighborhoods, then it's a different story. Well, what is your what is your experience in Florida? You've moved out of Illinois, so let's not let's not trash Illinois anymore because it's it's uh, trashed enough, uh, deservedly so in many cases. Little... But uh, how, how is life in uh, Tampa? Is everything hunky dory down there? So far, so good. I haven't had any any assaults or okay, excellent, crime Edward, or anything like that. Thanks no? for your call. Let's go to Joy in Spokane, Washington. You're on the air. 
joy. The, the conversation. Oh, hello? Yes, go ahead. Um, I just got the part towards the end. So this may not have been your full subject, but just the discussion about LGBTQ and just a couple points. Many of these um, things that the right says, oh, the la left is pushing in our face have been going on for years. The Dodgers, for example, have been working with the, that group um, for 15 years and have received, I think, up to a half a million dollars in donations with the group. I can't remember now, the nuns. Uh, sisters uh, of, it's sisters of something, yeah. Yes. This is the Los Angeles Dodgers. They had a big promo day, right? Yes. But they've worked with them for 15 years. So mm -hmm. many of these issues, the right is bringing up and saying the yeah. left is slamming this in our face. The yeah. thing about education, why does it have to be sexualized mm -hmm. when you're talking about the LGBTQ community? We're talking about people who are living their lives it's 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 not being oh I, this this upsets me so much. Mm -hmm. What I hear on the right wing wing radio is disgusting. There was a man, Matt Walsh, who was talking. He he played part of a of a, a, a tape where a teacher had shown probably for Pride Week a pride video in class and the kids were reacting with booze and stuff. Mm. This man gets back on the radio and says, that's how we should treat these people with derision and, and disgust. But let, me, but let me, oh, but let me ask you, do you believe uh, I, you didn't say that you, uh, joy, joy, I'm going to ask you a question now. Do you believe that a teacher, you didn't say the, the grade of this school. Do you think that a teacher as part of their general study, should they be showing a video about gay and lesbian, you know, Pride Week to students? You haven't identified how, how big this, how old the students are. Are these students that are four and five years old, was, or are they was, 13 and 14? No, it, it was high school. High um, school, okay. But, but, what, but again, what I think is happening is that I don't know why we're revisiting this issue. Mm -hmm. And... I'll it's, tell you. The no. left is pushing in people's faces. It's, right. it's bad. Bruno, Joy, let Bruno talk. Let so, Bruno so, talk. He's going to tell you why. Joy, Joy, you and I are going to disagree on this uh, right up off the bat, that, and, and that's fine. We can disagree, and we'll have to see which side wins or if any side wins or what, what happens. Uh, first of all, um, this isn't something that's been going on for 15 years, and all of a sudden Republicans are going after it. The fact of the matter is that, and, and I can tell you exactly what happened because I've, I've followed politics closely. I've been on this show over 20 years now uh, on and off, and I've done political consulting. And the fact is that when the Obergefell decision legalizing gay marriage passed, um, you, everybody took a step back and say, okay, that passed muster at the Supreme Court, and now everything's going to just, uh, people are gays are going to be able to get married. And you can literally start seeing immediately after that, that the, there were the the international MSM uh, governmental agencies, all of the things, and all the schools, they started driving trans aggressively 
everywhere they could right away, and it was palpably obvious. So don't give Bruno, me this 15 years stuff. Let That's Fred, ridiculous. Let's let Bruno. And, Bruno. And, and so you, you don't no, 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 let me finish. What, and no, no, and, and, ahead, and the fact of the matter is yeah. that you can't just sit there and say, oh, this is all just a bunch of right-wingers. Matt yes, Walsh is absolutely right. The, the, <laughs> we, we need to put these issues forward, and we need to show America what the issues are, and then let's see who wins the next Joy, election. Joy, Joy, I got your back. Don't you worry. Not, not with, not with hate. Yes. Patrick no one Canley. hates anybody. Hang on, hang on, hang no, on. No, you on. are, you guys are Bruno, the ones that hate. Bruno, Bruno, Patrick Hanley. Joy, I couldn't. No, Joy, no. Joy. The LGBTQ hate crimes have doubled. I yes. went to a church in Palo Alto that was a more light church in the 1980s, the 1990s. We were doing gay and lesbian marriages then. This is. Joy, Joy, Joy. It, it, let me let me just agree with you, it, Joy. I'm with you. It breaks my heart that this issue that mar that attacking marginalized people over their identity is once again at the forefront of the Republican Party platform. It is it is distressing. It is sad. It That's is pathetic. That's not what's happening, and it's, that is exactly not, what's happening. Well, that isn't what's once happening. again. The Republican Party has picked a new group of vulnerable people to oh. attack and to throw oh, their yes. their yes. message onto, and it is ridiculous. Yes. I couldn't agree more, Joy. Scientists are getting. You're fired. Right. Scientists are public getting fired. Health, public it's health in schools is important. All right. Everybody take a breath. We will be back with this full hour of this program. We'll continue this discussion, but we'll also get into other areas as well. 1-800-723-8289. I'm Bruce Dumont. Going back to school as a working adult doesn't mean you have to sacrifice a high-quality education. Purdue University, a top 10 public university, took its innovative thinking to a new level when it created Purdue University Global for working adults. Discover innovative, practical ways to earn your degree online and advance your career. Purdue Global has already awarded more than 1 million credits for prior learning, which means you can save nearly half the cost of your bachelor's. See how close you are to finishing your degree at purdueglobal.edu. That's purdueglobal.edu. Oh, goodbye, bench press. Adios, squat rack. Fare thee well, kettlebell. Hey, Kellen, need a spot? No, Jake from State Farm. I'm just saying goodbye to my pricey gym membership. What? Don't give up what you love. State Farm has options like insuring your home and ride with great rates on both. Nice. Hey, can I buy you a protein shake or a granola bar? Or... For surprisingly great rates, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today. At Jersey Mike's, you can elevate any sub by getting the juice. Red wine vinegar and an olive oil blend. It's how a Jersey Mike sub gets its exquisite zinc and how bites get boosted. The juice adds a certain something extra, an exclamation on top of the freshly sliced meats and toppings, the kind of exclamation you can eat. Order Jersey Mike subs on our mobile app and get delivery right to your home or pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike sub location. Jersey Mike's, be a sub above. Why was the basketball court all wet? Because the players kept dribbling on it. The dad joke. Corny, groan-worthy but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids. What did the buffalo say when he dropped his son off for school? Bye, son. 
So take a moment to make your kid laugh because dad jokes rule. Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. When it comes to vaping, the truth can get clouded. So let's make it clear. Vaping is not safe for kids, teens, or young adults. It's just not. Because vaping can put microscopic particles into your lungs. And dangerous things like metals and volatile organic compounds into your body. And nicotine, the same highly addictive substance found in regular cigarettes. Nicotine can harm a person's brain development through their mid-20s. Affecting learning, memory, attention, and impulse control. And priming the brain for other addictions. Vaping products also come in kid-friendly flavors that can make them appealing to youth. And many kids also use other drugs, like marijuana, in vaping devices. With appealing flavors, high nicotine levels, and lots of promotion on social media. Many kids think vaping is harmless, but it's not. So talk to your kids about the risks of vaping. Because when you talk, they hear you. For more information, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. This is Bruce Dumont. We continue with Beyond the Beltway, hour number two. And again, uh, for those uh, who were not with us in the studio during the break, uh, it was quite a break. We had quite a discussion during the break. Uh, we have touched a nerve with our guest this evening on the issue of the trans transgender issues and how it's playing out within uh, the body politic. And again, phone lines open 1-800-723-8029. We will get to some callers in just a moment. Bruno Barrett is here. He's an independent conservative. Also, Stephanie Hitt is here. She is a Republican a consultant and now living in the great Commonwealth of Virginia. And Patrick Hanley joins us. He is our card-carrying Democrat, has been a guest on this program frequently uh, for the last couple of years. And again, we've, we've touched the nerve uh, on the issue of transgenderism and uh, the issue of how much sex education should or should not be taught in schools at what grade level should it be brought into the schools? And this is sort of bumping into a growing trend, which started basically, I think, in the Commonwealth of Virginia uh, with Glenn Youngkin's victory, and that is parental rights. Parents demanding that they know what is being taught in their schools, and you have this bash, this clash between teachers and, uh, and also parents. And the parents, uh, you know, I think... Republicans have been talking about the issue of education uh, for many, many decades. It's never got to the level of a hot issue at the presidential level. I think in 2024, it might be based on not only what happened in Virginia, what's happening around the country. Uh, obviously, Fox News and their tremendous focus on this issue, and also uh, the nerves that everybody has sort of uh, hit tonight in the first hour of our program. So we're going to continue our discussion. We're not going to get into some other issues because we're onto something uh, kind of unique here tonight. And again, I want all of our guests to speak. But again, you know, don't speak over each other. Uh, but during the break, Bruno, you, you were making a point uh, to Patrick as to why this particular issue is very important to you. Why? Uh, it's a touchstone for a wide variety of things that are going on culturally uh, in, in many, many other areas. Uh, we can go all the way back to uh, COVID, for example, where we were told 
uh, that we had to wear masks. We were told that if we thought that the virus came from the Wuhan lab, that we were conspiracy theorists. Uh, we were told that if we thought that uh, if we didn't support, if we weren't gender affirming, that we were uh, evil or white supremacist, or that uh, like pa like Patrick just said a few minutes ago in the pre in previous segment that you know we want to we want to marginalize and hurt people, mm -hmm. which is the farthest thing from the truth. Mm -hmm. uh, the the fact of the matter is that and and th this is by my general point, I have nothing against trans people. I hope uh, and wish that everybody who feels that way finds the best way through their life. And if they're over the age of 18 and they want to transition, they should be able to transition. But what, what's really happening culturally uh, is that we're, we're getting a giant government, uh, corporate, uh, institutional engine, and they are producing a narrative. And, that, and if you don't agree with that narrative, independent of how crazy it is, Men, men, I have news for you. Men okay. can't menstruate. They can't. Okay. All right. But we're being told that if you say they can't, there's Fair something enough. wrong with you. And that, that is a cultural... I want to see the cultural war okay. fought out in right. the now, next you, election. You, you, you have discussed as a cultural war, and you've talked about the government. Patrick Hanley, to you, yeah. how much of this is government? How much of this is Democratic Party playing to constituency basis that you have? And how much of it is... A creation or a perpetuation yeah. of the media yeah I gotta say Bruce it's the latter and it's not gonna be the mainstream media that Bruno likes to talk about I think a lot of it comes from right-wing propaganda and right-wing attacks on trans people I think this is a, a clear next step after failing in the the war against gay people this is the next group that right-wing groups are going after uh, to misconstrue to lie about their experiences to ultimately as Bruno mentioned I, I did say to marginalize them which is exactly what is happening in the states that are limiting trans education that are limiting uh, public health and public sex ed education in these states and preventing trans people from accessing the health care that they need that they, right. it's not Stephanie hit a question to you okay how widespread is this issue is it is it a media creation or in the in the broad population the body politic how many how, how big a deal is transgenderism you know I live a pretty normal life I have mm -hmm. four kids they're you know getting to, starting to become adults right and uh, so I you know I'm out and about in the real world and I will tell you this issue has catapulted in the last couple of years in a way I've never seen before. And it's not just because I'm politically astute or looking for these issues. It's because it is everywhere. Mm -hmm. It is in every part of life now. It's not just by sitting in my little corner watching right-wing media or, you know, you know, yelling at MSNBC. Mm -hmm. It's the fact that I go into a Target, it's in my face. I go, um, I watch pictures from the White House lawn. I see the U.S. flag being subverted to another, to an ideological flag. <laughs> and the thing is, this isn't made up. This was in the White House, uh, the most important house in this country, if you think about it. But I want to, I want to take one little quick step back and say, one of the reasons, and I don't know if, that I speak for Bruno, but I do speak for a lot of people on this issue. And that is what makes it visceral is I will compare it to another sort of very important culture issue that was very dominant over many years, and that is abortion. And I always felt in the abortion debate, it was a debate you could still have where um, the arguments were fairly clear as to what, what you were debating about. 
When does life begin? Uh, when do rights of a mother subvert that of a child? When do the child's rights? I mean, those are things that I think conceptually we can talk about. We have um, natural and moral law history discussing those kinds of topics. For the first time, I see an issue where not only does it defy, you know, there's a biological component to this, and that is, you know, your chromosomes and mm -hmm. what you're born and Guess what? A doctor isn't just guessing when he looks at your genitalia, but it's it's not just that because, you, you know, there is some biology with abortion as well. But it's also the fact that through state laws and things like that and through this pronoun, um, the, the forcing of using people's preferred pronouns, mm -hmm. that all of a sudden we are being forced to go along with something that we know not to be true. And it's not just a religious issue. It's not like, oh, religiously, I don't believe you can do this. It's also the fact that you are asking people to go against their conscience and what they know to be true. No, and Stephanie. I mean that in a very yeah. deep level. And I disagree and, at a very deep level. What is happening? You can't is make happening. me say let, let you're him, a man Stephanie, what is not. happening is people are asking you out of a common courtesy to refer to them in the way they prefer and to call them a name that they prefer, that they have come to after probably years of trauma and struggle, doing a very brave and courageous yes. thing to come out to the world as a, as a, with a different it, name as how they were and, raised. And, and that deserves respect, not disgust. But it does not require, you do not do good for people by lying to them. You can give them their name, you can treat them with respect, but you will never, ever force someone to believe that you are something that you are not. When we come back, we're going to hear from Bruno, and we're also going to talk about uh, the role of parents in helping their children make a decision that could affect their lives forever. I'm Bruce Dumont. Thanks for oh. Goodbye, bench press. Adios, squat rack. Fare thee well, kettlebell. Hey, Kellen, need a spot? No, Jake from State Farm. I'm just saying goodbye to my pricey gym membership. What? Don't give up what you love. State Farm has options like insuring your home and ride with great rates on both. Nice. Hey, can I buy you a protein shake or a granola bar? Or... For surprisingly great rates, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today. Going back to school as a working adult doesn't mean you have to sacrifice a high-quality education. Purdue University, a top 10 public university, took its innovative thinking to a new level when it created Purdue University Global for working adults. Discover innovative, practical ways to earn your degree online and advance your career. Purdue Global has already awarded more than 1 million credits for prior learning, which means you can save nearly half the cost of your bachelor's. See how close you are to finishing your degree at purdueglobal.edu. That's purdueglobal.edu. No word in the English language is less convincing than probably. Are you sure we should get matching tattoos on our first date? Sure. Um, we'll probably stay together. Probably? <laughs> it's been 23 minutes since I ate. I can probably swim. Uh, you should wait 30 minutes. Mm, okay, now tell me what to do. Cannonball! Cramp! Oh, I have a cramp. I can probably hit the green from here. Probably. Can I get a mulligan? Ready to go? Hey, are you sure you're okay to drive? Yeah, I'm pretty sober. 
Yeah, I'm probably okay. Probably okay isn't okay, especially when it comes to drinking and driving. If you're drinking, call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. I'll be here to hear what's on your mind. Kids want to share what's going on in their lives with the adults around them. Parents, grandparents, teachers, coaches, and more. They want to know you're listening, and they want to listen to you. They want your input and guidance, early and often, on all kinds of topics. When it comes to a serious subject like underage drinking, they want to know your expectations, as well as how and why, as a young person, they should avoid alcohol. How you talk about it will change as your child grows, but the important thing is to talk about it. Not just once for an hour when you think the time is right, but in 60 one-minute conversations and more that are part of your everyday talks. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. Bruce Dumont back, and uh, let's go to calls. Let's go to Sam listening to us in South Carolina. Sam, go ahead. Bruce. Yes. Your Democrat panelist said that LGBTQ people were the most vulnerable in our society. That's not true. It's the children that are the most vulnerable in our society. Okay. And when you have people out there chanting, uh, we're coming for your kids, people are like, oh, hell no. Mm-hmm. That's not going to happen. But, but they didn't mean that. Do, no, they, they've actually been saying it for adults a while. Do, I'm speaking right now, please. Yes. What consenting adults do is between them. But when you talk about coming for people's kids, I don't care if you're straight, gay, bi, LGBTQ, whoever you are. It would not end well for you if you came from my children. And as far as us right-wingers, we don't hate anybody. But we love our country. We love our children and grandchildren. And we don't want to see them live in a third world sewer. That's why we voted for Trump. That's why he ran. And DeSantis is pretty smart. I don't think he would have even run unless he thought Trump would be sidelined with all this, these phony charges. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why DeSantis ran. He's running just in case Trump can't make it. He knows he'll be the guy. Thank you for taking my call. I want, to, I, want to, I, want to, I want to ask you a question, and uh, it'll elicit a conversation here at the table as well. But do you believe that a uh, a gay person should be able to be a teacher? I think that they can be a teacher, but I don't think that there needs to be an agenda push. I've asked. I have two two sons who are in high school. Mm-hmm. And we live in a pretty conservative district. Mm-hmm. And I asked them what they, they thought about this. I didn't preach to them about it. I asked them what their thoughts were. Mm-hmm. And the response from both of them was if somebody tried to encourage me to cut off my private parts, nobody's going to do that. Nobody's going to, you know. Okay. Get by with that. That's what, I think what they told me. All right. Thanks for your call. I want to get everybody's reaction. I'm going to start with you, Stephanie. Do you think that uh, uh, gay people should be able to be teachers? 
Are, are you, sure. are you I, concerned about that? I don't have a problem with that. Um, just, just like with a straight person and with a gay person, there are something, some behaviors, some discussions and stuff that are never appropriate. So I don't have a problem with a, you know, a gay person. And, and I don't have a problem do with you, someone who... Bruno, they, do you? Of course not. I don't have a problem with a transgender okay. person being a right. teacher. Good. I mean, none, none of this, again, the, the idea that we're bringing this up, we conservatives are bringing this up because it's some kind of a, a, a secret uh, cabal scam to steal votes and, and to ch change the subject on issues. It's like, I'll, I'll tell people straight out, this is, the, this is the most important issue to me right now. Not, not the trans issue, but the, 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 the government, corporate, uh, NGO um, uh, narrative that you can not say certain things and if you are you will be marginalized you will be fired mm -hmm. i'll tell you what when i'll believe all of this is nonsense i'll believe mm -hmm. i'll i will go to patrick and say i'm sorry i was wrong mm -hmm. when any university in canada or the united states hires deborah soback as a biological researcher and she she was one of the first critics of this uh, she was one of the first people to say this stuff isn't really uh, true. They're they're over. They're they're just wrong. And and all all of a sudden she can't get a single job in academia. Now she's writing books. When she gets her job back, and and incidentally that that goes right to the point of whether these people are oh they're so put upon. Nothing. When 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 everybody was very very aggressively promoting uh, gay marriage, which I, I I didn't really have that big a problem with. I was against it at first, and then I thought, nah, it's probably That's not that surprising. big a deal. But when when all of that stuff was happening, this idea that like gays are the most put upon people or blacks are the most put upon people yes mm -hmm. every single one of these groups of people have a comment but this idea that we can't criticize or say or or have our own opinions on all of this stuff it's nonsense all right patrick i want to go back to you and ask, ask you to elaborate on the question obviously you believe that that there, there should not be any prohibition of a homosexual or a gay no. person being a teacher of course um does that teacher when they're, if they're asked by a student about their private life, yeah, what should their answer be? It should be the same answer that teachers have given about their private lives for decades, if not for a hundred years of progressive education in this country. Be honest, be appropriate, be respectful, and I, I would expect no more, no less from gay folks than from straight folks. I, and I think both can handle the question pretty easily, as many teachers do every single day. Mm -hmm. And that's why these, and I, I apologize, I know this set some people off, that don't say gay bills in Florida, why they're so corrosive is because when children ask teachers questions about personal lives, private lives, things that happen outside the classroom, which, by the way, as parents, you guys know, happens every single day, Teachers need to be able to have an honest conversation with kids, and they're going to be appropriate. They've been hired to be good teachers, and they often are. Well, the problem is, and we're seeing a lot of things that are inappropriate, and that's, and it's coming out, and it's now being allowed. And I have no problem if someone says, you know, my name is Bob, and, you know, oh, Bob, are you married? Yes, I, what's your, you know, what's your wife, whatever, oh, my, you know, Harry. Okay, all right, you leave it at that. Just like if some kid asks me, you know, I'm married to John, I'm not going to elaborate on the details of our relationship or where we sleep and what we do, just like anything else. But what's, what we're seeing more and more <clears throat> is that teachers are now um, emboldened in these schools to take these materials. I mean, I don't know if you've watched libs of TikTok. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was just, I was actually, just, yeah. You were just going to so reference You guys that. are actually proving it, a point that I'm about it, to make. But it is unbelievable, the stuff that's on there. And these are teachers that not, that giggle and talk about how they sneak information to the kids and they know the parents aren't going to want to know this. And, and I guess that's what gets me the most is yeah. the hiding from the parents, the deception, the yeah. lies. And they know it's wrong and they're doing it anyway. And I'm telling you. And it's now, and I, it's happening. There isn't you, just one are, or two of these videos. Now, yes, there's in, hundreds of now, them. In, in an ideal world, if, if a young person goes to their parents and asks yeah. for advice, in an right. ideal world, the mother and father would give the same advice. Hopefully. But you know yeah. Yeah. that isn't always the case. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the mother is not present. Right. Frequently the father is not present. Right. And so you have a young person mm -hmm. who is d dealing with their sexuality. Right. The idea of transition is something that's come into their brain, yeah. and they go home to talk to their parents about it, and uh, one of the parents absolutely says it's, it's okay. The other says absolutely not. Right. Mm -hmm. What does that child do? What, what, what well, should... That's... No, you're, you're, yeah. you have the most children at the table. Yeah, exactly. What, what should that parent what should that child well i'm assuming it's a child that's under 18 because if right. they're 18 they can do what they want right. but this is a child who's from let's say from 13 to 15 years old right they're have they're struggling mm -hmm. with their sexuality right. and they're getting two verdicts well of here's opinion, or the or or the verdict is if you do that right you're going to be thrown out of this right. house so well, now there's a threat there. Right. And, you know, I mean, we can talk about what, like, ideally we'd like all parents to do when these things happen. Right. And that is, you know, sit down with your kid. Talk about the reality, the real science, the consequences, what they're talking about. What does puberty really mean? What are you going through? And all of that. Unfortunately, those conversations that parents should have and, you know, loving parents you know do the best they can with all the information they have and they they hope they make the right choices but those are the those are those conversations it is not they're the only people that unconditionally love this child and you know we're, i'm not gonna you know say oh yeah we know there's some abusive Should parents out there love this child. exactly what in what normal order of the world is it that a teacher somehow has the interest of that child in their hearts greater than a parent. Zero. That's not zero. That is a stranger. It is a exceptional case okay. if that's the case. Can, right. And uh, we our Bruno, society is built okay. on that that foundation. So no first and then Patrick. Th this will it, first of all I'm gonna give you a, a brilliant Solomon like answer and that's this. <laughs> um, there is an absolutely fantastic treatment of all aspects of this um, in uh, Barry Weiss's um, uh, new channel, and I, I don't have to go. I won't go into detail who she yeah. is, but it, um, and I, uh, hopefully someone will come up with a name while I'm talking. Um, but she, uh, it's the Free Press, and yeah. they have a seven-part, just a huge seven-part podcast on uh, Spotify, which means it's on Apple Podcasts, and it's on YouTube, um, and it's called the Trials of J.K. Rowling. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it is seven part, and it is fantastic, and it is not pro trans, it is not anti trans. The the girl who does it does a fantastic job, and she unpacks right. this stuff in probably the best way I've ever heard this stuff 
being unpacked. And that's coming from someone who obviously has a pretty strong bias in, in on this issue, and that's myself. Um, right. And I was impressed with how they handled it. And I, and that I, is how the parents, that is how parents should, like if there's a parent that has a question, like if, if there's a parent listening right now and they're wondering where to go and what right. to do, they honestly should listen to that seven-part podcast and then start talking to their kids about it. That's right. what that's what I and, would and do. And the, and the moderator in those um, interviews, you know, is it's very clear, you know, where they are. It's 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 not anti-trans. It's not anti-gay. Mm-hmm. It's not anti. It's about open, open knowledge discussion. Mm-hmm. Trying to ask every single question that you can. Mm-hmm. That's not being done by a teacher in the school. It often is, actually. No, it's not. It really is. Teachers are very often open, honest, compassionate, thoughtful, and love those kids yeah. uh, quite as, a lot. As long as, not as, more lo- than a parent. as long as they don't strike for more money. Yeah. No, actually, often when they do. Yeah. <laughs> Bruce Dumont, I'm uh, having a great conversation here this evening. If you want to participate, 1-800-723-8029. We've got 30 minutes to go, and we will be back. Don't go away. At Jersey Mike's, you can elevate any sub by getting the juice. Red wine vinegar and an olive oil blend. It's how a Jersey Mike sub gets its exquisite zing and how bites get boosted. The juice adds a certain something extra, an exclamation on top of the freshly sliced meats and toppings, the kind of exclamation you can eat. Order Jersey Mike's subs on our mobile app and get delivery right to your home or pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike sub location. Jersey Mike's, be a sub above. Jill, why don't you tell the class what you did this weekend? Well, my dad and I went in search of some magical minnows and found a zillion of them in the stream from our lookout rock. Then my sister and I escaped from an evil slug king and went back to my super twig fort for safety. Then we told stories till it got dark and the Big Dipper led us all the way home. Where were you, Jill? We went to the forest. It's not that far away. Ask your parents to take you and your friends to the forest this week. It's closer than you think. Check out discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. One in three adults has pre-diabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy, or you, your best man, your worst man, you, your dog walker, your cat jogger. While one in three adults has pre-diabetes, with early diagnosis, pre-diabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. That's doihaveprediabetes.org. Wait, did they just say one in three adults has pre-diabetes? That's 33.33333% of adults. That means it could be me, my boss, or my boss's boss, or me, my favorite sister, or my other sister. That's seven members of my 21-person romantic book club. (gasps) Wait, the one in three could be me, my karaoke partner Carol, or my karaoke enemy Jeff. I'm going to take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Matthew. Oh, sorry. It's okay. I just need you to listen to me. I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me. I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you, and I know it's because you care. All the talks we've had over the years including what you've told me about not using alcohol and other drugs, they stick with me. And believe it or not, they really do make a difference, especially at times that matter most. Hey, want a drink? 
No thanks, I'm good. So thank you, Dad, for talking and preparing me for what's ahead. Thanks, Mom, for never giving up and always being my biggest fan. Thank you for letting me know what you expect so I can try to meet your expectations. Thank you for talking. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. Bruce Dumont back. I'm going to do something I rarely ever do. I'm going to throw a bouquet to Chuck Todd and meet the press. Uh, he had Doug, uh, Doug Burgum, the governor of North Dakota, on the program today, who is one of the 13 Republicans seeking uh, the nomination for president. He certainly is a long shot, I think, last week on this program. I said that he was one of those that was on an ego trip, which may be true. But again, uh, if you saw the program or you want to go to YouTube and watch it, it was a very good interview. And uh, I think it opened up uh, Doug Burgum as, uh, at least in my mind, Maybe a serious candidate or someone that should get a little more exposure, a little more air, airplay. We'll we'll try to get him on this program. But again, uh, uh, you know, I sort of dismissed him uh, last week, and he may be on an ego trip. But again, he sounded like a pretty solid guy. So if you want to take a look at that, uh, you can do that. I want to ask one political question before we go back to calls, uh, and that is, it's about Robert Kennedy and Robert Kennedy Jr. Mm, sure. My question to you, uh, Mr. Democrat, yes, is. I'm, I'm sure you don't believe that he can win the nomination, but if he's running at about 20% and he decides that he's going, to take the, he's going to take his campaign all the way to the convention here in Chicago next August, can he hurt the president to such a degree that the president will lose? Because incumbents who get challenged in a primary... Right almost always lose. Famously by his uncle, right? Yes. By Ted Kennedy yeah. at the last con the convention. Yeah. Um, no, that's right. Uh, no, I honestly, I think the, the more voters get to know Robert Kennedy Jr., uh, the less they like him. And I think a lot of what that 20% number reflects Why? is a, well, because he's got a really bad history of lying to the public. Uh, and he's lied to the public about vaccine issues. He's lied to the public about HIV issues, kind of going back for decades. And I got to say, it's a complicated carrier, char character because he was right on a lot of climate issues. So he's kind of this oddball fringe character that would say things to get attention and say things to get into the public spotlight. But he's really led the public astray on public health issues. And I really think he went off the deep end during COVID-19 uh, in a really harmful way. And voters recognize that when they Google him, when they hear him talk, they see that something's a little wrong. Uh, and, you know, I got to say, it's a shame. Uh, I, I have a ton of respect for his dad and for his family. But, what if, but family. What, what, what if he is still hovering around 20 percent? Yeah. When the delegates get together, I mean, we'll ask our Republicans whether, because there's a lot of things that he is saying that yeah. a lot of Republic, a lot of Trump Republicans, I think, right. agree with. I think I actually think um, he could do a little bit of damage because he he can he won't be a complete spoiler, but he can throw a wrench into works where people, you know, Democrats on the fence. And now, to be honest, if you're on the fence as a Democrat and you're and, and you could vote. Republican, I don't think RFK Jr. is your guy, but I think that um, there are there are a lot of people that are you know in the Democrat Party. There's a big chunk that are disenchanted. I mean, it's close to 50 percent. Don't want to see him run. Don't want to do that. I think he could peel those people away and make them at the very least apathetic towards Biden, the, and that would hurt them. No, see, I, I disagree with you. I, I think that there are Republicans 
and I think many of them are, are Trump people, if Trump were not to be, if Trump wasn't the nominee, a lot of them, I think, would could vote for Robert Kennedy Jr. because of the issue of, of how he's handled COVID and how he's handled some of these issues. Yeah. He has raised the issue of, hey, let's not trust the government. That's the same issue that Donald Trump used in 2016. Yeah. They're yeah. out there. They're out there on the left side. They're on the Democratic side. But uh, I think he has, uh, again, I wouldn't predict that he's going to be the nominee, but again, he, he could damage uh, uh, Joe Biden significantly. First of all, prior to COVID-19 and, and some of the um, stuff that you've seen from very, very conservative people who are anti-vax, uh, anti-vax has always had uh, a a hearing in the far left, particularly like they, they actually they actually tracked prior to COVID-19, they actually tracked your correlated. And again, this is correlation. It's not causation. But um, the closer you were to a Whole Foods, you know, like Nutrier <laughs> Township, for example, yeah, sure. the more likely you were to be anti-vaccine and the MMR stuff and everything else like that. But what here's my take on on our actually i'll just throw this idea out there and maybe someone will take it up maybe there's some consultant in the Santos campaign i had a absolutely i can i think it's brilliant um maybe it's not um uh campaign idea for desantis and that is that he should go and start doing town halls around the country with robert f kennedy because kennedy is obviously being squelched as much as possible the same way that right. bernie was by the, when hillary was running and what DeSantis can do is he can be, this is independent of Trump, independent of getting into fights with Trump, independent of ads about gays and, and everything else like that. And he can do town halls with Robert F. Kennedy. It's not going to cost him a single vote in the Republican primary, but it's going to give Kennedy a platform which hurts Biden. Right. And it, it, so it's a complete freebie. And it makes a bunch of Democrats listening to Robert F. Kennedy get more and more and more airplay uh, some of which I think, some of Kennedy's stuff I think is cracked, but some of Kennedy's stuff, having listened to him a little bit, is he, he's actually very compelling um, on some of these issues. By the way, uh, just one quick question, and then we'll get back to tonight's conversation. Uh, a couple of weeks ago on this program, we have Jenna, uh, Jefferson Morley as our guest. He is with JFK Facts. Dot org, and he's got the newsletter that uh, brings everybody up to date on uh, right. the facts involved in the Kennedy assassination. These facts, not the opinions, the facts. Mm -hmm. So, again, we had him for a couple of hours, and again, uh, yeah. uh, the government is still sitting on a lot of secret information, and uh, they were looking for Joe Biden to, uh, uh, to basically lift that. Yeah. Uh, you may have read in the papers in the last 10 days, uh, late on a Friday, a week ago Friday, yeah. uh, the, the president basically said uh, he's not going to release anymore. Yeah. So, again, uh, he was hoping, uh, Robert Kennedy has also hoped that, that the uh, Biden presidency would uh, would do more than the Trump presidency promised. Uh, they didn't they didn't deliver on it either. Right. But yeah. uh, a lot of this stuff is going to be uh, continued to be buried uh, from the American people. And, again, uh, the Mary Farrell Foundation, which uh, helps fund uh, JFK Facts, they're going to court next week. To see yeah. if they can pry loose from the F, from the CIA a lot of information. Yeah. There's over like 400 pages of documents that are still being kept secret. So that's the update for those <laughs> yeah. that listened to the show a couple of weeks ago. Let's go to Alan listening to us in Austin, Texas on KLBJ. Go ahead, Alan. Nice to hear from Texas. Hey, Bruce. Um, Long-time listener. I've Good. always enjoyed your talk show. Thank you. And very enlightening. Um, just a different perspective to throw to the panel there. 
I'm in my late 60s, white man, and you have people that are going to call themselves women when they're men and vice versa. Well, what's the difference? We'll go down the road a year or two if me as a white man decide, hey, I feel like I'm more black or Hispanic. Would that, where do we go from there then? I hear your question, Al, and I just I challenge the premise a little bit. This isn't people just making a choice for fun. This is people that are struggling very deeply with their identities and, and who they are as people. And then they're expressing to the world that they actually feel more like one traditional gender than another. Right. So it's, it's not somebody kind of waking up and saying one day, you know what, I, I feel black. That's just not what's happening. Uh, and so I just kind of I push back on your hypothetical. Go ahead, Alan. The hypothetical, though, but let's say you have a, a black young man who was raised with a white family and feels like he's more white. So is he not then, if he claims to be white, is he not changing his race? It can go both ways in this dynamics. You raise an important Where point. I think, I think the, the point that you make that is a good one is that in a, in a multiracial, multicultural society, increasingly the hope, like the dream, right, is that race becomes less of a salient factor in folks' lives. And people can just treat, treat each other like neighbors and people. And I, I hope that that does happen. Um, and so I, I agree with where you're going, going to with that, but I just think the trans issue is a little bit different. Alan, mm -hmm. thanks very much for your call. I appreciate it. Let's, let's move to David. David wants to change the subject. David, go ahead. You're on the air from San Francisco. Uh, thanks, Bruce. And uh, yeah, I'd, uh, I'm glad I followed that fellow from uh, from the heat-stricken state of Texas, what are they in uh, 25 days now or yeah. so of of over 100 degrees? It's hot down there. Uh, yeah, they, basically we're going to go into a drought year next year, and if next year is going to be an election year, that is going to be a major issue. Mm -hmm. And the phoniness of the uh, sex changes and whatnot are they're going to be lost in the weeds to the dire straits of, of food supplies running short, uh, any number of different problems with infrastructure collapse, and the phoniness of the Republican Party for the last 30, 40 years who have refused to believe that global warming is happening. Yeah. And last week, we hit uh, at least three records for the hottest days in the history of recorded temperatures. Yeah. And it, it, in, in the entire world, the Antarctic is in their deep winter right now, and they're sitting at 47 degrees. Yeah. So it is an enormous uh, change that's happening to the Earth. The Republicans and the great polluters who pay for the Republicans to sidetrack issues like sex changes, uh, they're the ones that are, are, do not want to pay for cleanup, and they'll talk about anything else other than the reality of global warming. David, uh, Bruno, Bruno is chomping at the bit to respond to you. Go ahead. Uh, so, David, uh, that's, a very, that's a very nice point. Uh, first of all, I reject utterly the idea that uh, oh we're just talking we're just we're doing sex change because we don't want to talk about issues i'll be happy to talk about global warming i'm reasonably certain that the earth is warming and i'm reasonably certain that uh, mankind is having uh, some impact on that so i have no problem with renewables i i actually don't have a problem with the btu tax on uh, on various different things but what i don't do is uh, i don't go into this nonsense this utter nonsense of being anti nuclear that's stupid 
only stupid people are against nuclear power. I don't follow net zero. Net zero is horrible. It's it's horrible for the poor. So you're just wrong on a lot of this stuff. But thank you for your democratic <laughs> talking point. Dave, okay, I got when you. When we come back, when we come back, we'll hear from uh, Patrick Hanley in studio responding to that same question. One eight hundred seven two three eighty twenty nine. If you want to jump on the line, you've only got one segment left. I'm Bruce Dumont. Thanks for joining us. When he was At Jersey Mike's, you can elevate any sub by getting the juice. Red wine vinegar and an olive oil blend. It's how a Jersey Mike sub gets its exquisite zing and how bites get boosted. The juice adds a certain something extra, an exclamation on top of the freshly sliced meats and toppings, the kind of exclamation you can eat. Order Jersey Mike's subs on our mobile app and get delivery right to your home or pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike's sub location. Jersey Mike's, be a sub above. Song again. Yay. Here's that song again. For the hundredth time today, here's that song again. It's gonna be stuck in your head all day. Yay. Here's that song again. It will make you cray cray. You love your kids enough to watch that TV show a bajillion times. Yay. Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat for their age and size. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. It's a bully, but we aren't afraid of a fight. It's elusive, but our focus never fades. It's deadly, but we were born to defeat cancer. You may not have heard of us, but our work has helped millions impacted by cancer. We are the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. We are leaders in advancing breakthroughs in immunotherapy, genomics, and personalized medicine. This research saves lives. After 65 years of fighting blood cancers, we've arrived at a game-changing belief. The cures for cancer are in our blood. The drugs and treatments we've developed for blood cancers have helped people affected by many different types of cancers. We are the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Beating cancer is in our blood. Learn more at LLS.org. This is the story of a very special woman. In a matter of seconds, she turned herself into a great mathematician or an entrepreneur. Her knowledge was limitless and still is. She could also make monsters disappear, especially those that lurked in the shadows under the bed. Once, this woman put back together a teenage girl's broken heart, which had been shattered in a thousand pieces, just by giving her a bear hug. She masqueraded as a regular person at work, but as a superhero at home. Everyone knows her as Gabriella. I still call her mom. Your hero needs you now, and AARP is here to help. Find the care guides you need to help, complete with tips and resources, at aarp.org caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. There you go. Bruce back. We continue. This is our last segment of our broadcast uh, this week. And uh, Patrick Hanley, I wanted to give you an opportunity to respond to... Uh, uh, the caller from San Francisco who was talking about the importance of uh, global warming. 
Thank you. Climate control. This is really important to me. Honestly, this more than almost any other issue is the reason that I'm involved in politics. I grew up uh, at a time when an inconvenient truth was just airing. Al Gore showed us the, the importance of carbon in the atmosphere changing the climate. And now, 22 years later, uh, this still is an issue and will be the largest issue in my lifetime, in my political career. Uh, this is what's going to matter, the impact of a changing climate. And so I care deeply that the Biden administration passed hundreds of billions of dollars, the largest climate relief and climate combat uh, uh, legislation that the United States has ever done. And the, the future of how we tackle the climate crisis will determine the next hundred years of human history in a profound way. So I, I echo Dave's sentiment. I think that issues outside of combating climate change are distracting us from the most important thing we need to be doing right now. How do we judge uh, the success of what you're hoping will yeah. happen in, in legislatively and in the next 20 years? Yeah. How are we going to judge that if uh, China yeah. and the Soviet Union and Russia and uh, right. other nations India. of the world, India primarily, right, right. Uh, don't, they don't buy this at all. No, I they mean, do. It's interesting. Really? They, they actually do. So China has been, and I believe it still is, the largest producer of solar panels in the world. China takes climate very, very seriously. Now, the Politburo and our friend Xi Jinping takes his regime's survival more seriously than China's domestic issues. That is true. But China as a country has taken bold strides on climate for the last 20 years. It just has. Uh, that is one area of cooperation with the Biden administration with the United States. Um, India similarly has a, has a difficult challenge, and I think, Bruno, you'll, you'll probably raise this as well, because there are equity concerns around the transition from carbon. Uh, India sees this as, a, a, an, by burning cheap coal and using its existing fossil fuel plants, India is able to grow its economy and raise millions and millions of people out of poverty, and that is just true. What we in the West need to do is help them transition using alternative technologies through investment. You know, it's uh, first of all, I'll just put this out on the table. Um, whatever's going on with the climate, which is probably warming and there's probably some human impact, um, the climate alarmism is completely false. The idea that every American should pay unbelievably higher energy bills and much higher gas bills and that and that we need to force corporations through the the tyrannical and dark concept of ESG that we have to cut uh, investment in oil production. The fact of the matter is that poor people, if there's, if there's one thing that lifts people out of poverty, it is capitalism and it is access to energy, affordable energy. Mm -hmm. So when, you, when, when you've got a guy who cuts lawns for a living in California or Illinois and you make his diesel fuel uh, twenty percent, thirty percent more uh, if, uh, expensive because of the way you're playing with uh, investment, where the, where BlackRock and the entire banking system will actually start punishing your company if you invest in oil production, or if you don't uh, uh, raise the prices, or if you don't squeeze supply here and there. And these are all things that are going on. Um, th then all of those things have an impact on poor people. And incidentally, I'm happy. I'm happy to switch over from trans to climate because the stuff that's going on with uh, the climate in this country is way overdone. Net zero is a horrible idea. Um, now, are there ways that we can improve the climate? I'm, I'm all for electrification of mm -hmm. transport. 
Um, but a lot of the stuff and the way it's being handled by the left is is almost more of a religion when you're when you're but sacrificing it, cows in Ireland uh, for the pagan religion of climate and Gaia when in fact cows and 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 uh, and and uh, beef and all this they're they're literally using climate to attack everything. I've also thought just to go back, you mentioned your involvement uh, with with Al Gore going back to uh, the inconvenient truth. I remember going back. Uh, to the very first Earth Day. I was running for the state Senate, oh, wow. and I was involved in the very first Earth Day. So this is like yeah. 50 years ago. Yeah. So my question to you is, as a, as a, as a Democrat, yeah. when Democrats focus on issues that the average American is not going to really uh, understand or appreciate for 20, 30, 40, or 50 years, how does that become a benefit for you mm. when, as a party, you may be perceived as not focusing on what the average American concerns about today, which is that they're going to get hit in the head when they walk out to, to go to the grocery store, well, well, or they're going to get shot, well, first, or their kids are going to be talking. They can't fill up their car. Actually, they can't I fill know, up their car. I mean, so like, climate, climate these, these are issues that we're, we're never going to know how smart Al Gore was. Climate change is the number four issue pulled by voters. This is on people's mind. When Chicago, when New York City, when large swaths of the country but are covered in smoke, when we hit successful. the hottest day, when we've transitioned to an electric economy, right? When we're not pumping fossil fuels into the atmosphere, but when temperatures not, are coming there. down, we're not even close to being there. And I think that's, that's the thing thank is, you, we're actually getting, we're actually getting that. our quality of life. We're getting poorer as these things are being foisted upon Nothing's us. Nothing's being foisted. There's going to be a Nothing's period of time where we're going to look back and go. Do you remember when the quality of life was great and now it's not? Sounds like MAGA. And it's because it's, no, it's because the things that make people's lives better are now being controlled. No, they're not. And and they're not choosing these things. They're, these choices are being, they're not free choices they're we not are leveraging choices. the market these we are, are leveraging being the market forced. using well, right. credits tax credits exactly in order to transition us away from fossil fuels the largest industry in the history of humankind fossil fuel industry we're transitioning away from it to a more to a greener to a cleaner right source but of energy this is an enormous premature before it's technology it's and it's time and it's the desire. hottest day on record was last week you know poverty hasn't caught up where it how doesn't make a difference going, and americans know how are you going to provide for a population of of poor people or next to poor people right who cannot afford an electric car. And the great thing is that the prices are falling. Prices are coming down with investment. Okay, we'll, we'll talk about how quickly they're coming down. Sure. Anyway, uh, we are out of time. Patrick uh, Canley, thank you very much, our card-carrying Democrat this evening. Yeah. Appreciate it very much. Stephanie Hitt, you are our card-carrying uh, Republican, official yeah. Republican. And then we have this thing called uh, an independent conservative who used to be a libertarian, but boy, uh, we, uh, we touched his nerve tonight <laughs> on the issue of transgenderism and what's happening in America's classroom. That's our broadcast. Hope you enjoyed it. It was a Donnie Brook. And again, we will see you next week. And our thanks to Fritz Goldman for his assistance in the production of this program. I'm Bruce Dumont. Good night from Chicago. Going back to school as a working adult doesn't mean you have to sacrifice a high-quality education. Purdue University, a top 10 public university, took its innovative thinking to a new level when it created Purdue University Global for working adults. Discover innovative, practical ways to earn your degree online and advance your career. 
Purdue Global has already awarded more than 1 million credits for prior learning, which means you can save nearly half the cost of your bachelor's. See how close you are to finishing your degree at purdueglobal.edu. That's purdueglobal.edu. Goodbye, bench press. Adios, squat rack. Fare thee well, kettlebell. Hey, Kellen, need a spot? No, Jake from State Farm. I'm just saying goodbye to my pricey gym membership. What? Don't give up what you love. State Farm has options like insuring your home and ride with great rates on both. Nice. Hey, can I buy you a protein shake or a granola bar? For surprisingly great rates, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today. The possibility of lung cancer can be pretty scary, especially if you're one of approximately 8 million current or former smokers at high risk. That's why SaveByTheScan.org wants you to know that now there's a breakthrough low-dose CT scan that can detect lung cancer early, and it only takes 60 seconds. You stop smoking, now start screening. For an easy quiz to see if you're eligible, visit SaveByTheScan.org. It could save your life. SaveByTheScan.org is brought to you by the American Lung Association's Lung Force Initiative and the Ad Council. At Jersey Mike's, you can elevate any sub by getting the juice. Red wine vinegar and an olive oil blend. It's how a Jersey Mike's sub gets its exquisite zing and how bites get boosted. The juice adds a certain something extra, an exclamation on top of the freshly sliced meats and toppings, the kind of exclamation you can eat. Order Jersey Mike's subs on our mobile app and get delivery right to your home or pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike's sub location. Jersey Mike's, be a sub above. When it comes to vaping, the truth can get clouded. So let's make it clear. Vaping is not safe for kids, teens, or young adults. It's just not. Because vaping can put microscopic particles into your lungs. And dangerous things like metals and volatile organic compounds into your body. And nicotine, the same highly addictive substance found in regular cigarettes. Nicotine can harm a person's brain development through their mid-20s. Affecting learning, memory, attention, and impulse control and priming the brain for other addictions. Vaping products also come in kid-friendly flavors that can make them appealing to youth. And many kids also use other drugs, like marijuana, in vaping devices. With appealing flavors, high nicotine levels, and lots of promotion on social media. Many kids think vaping is harmless, but it's not. So talk to your kids about the risks of vaping, because when you talk, they hear you. For more information, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. 